Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. This is the second and final part of my interview with Colin McGregor. In this part, Colin is talking more about severe back pain, uh, what causes it, and we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty about sciatica, about severe lower back pain in general, what can be done about it, um, especially what can be done about it outside of surgery. And um, we talk a little bit about the medical profession at large, the impact COVID has had on medicine, especially here in America. And, um, and we get into detail about Colin's 21-day program dealing with lower back pain, severe lower back pain. You know, we're talking about herniated discs, severe lower back pain to that degree. You know, we're talking about nerve pain. So this is a very, very educational episode and, um, hope you guys enjoy. Well, okay. So, I mean, you, you just mentioned a little bit about your recovery and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering how long did it take you to develop your course for, you know, natural back recovery? Yeah. So it's interesting. So, you know, you <clears throat> obviously what, what's, we have an expression, what's good for the goose, you know, isn't goose for the gander or what's one, one man's poison, another man's, you know, nectar or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I very much take the approach that you have to understand everybody's different individually, but there are certain base things that always benefit people, right? There's certain things that you can incorporate. And a lot of it was trial and error. I would, you know, work with normal clients in the gym and, okay, I want you to do this, this, and this. And they would go away and, oh, that was really great. I felt this was good, but I didn't like this. Okay, let's change it up a little bit. Let's try this. And then again, you're getting constant feedback all the time. So over the course of the years, I started to see that there would be, I don't know, say, for example, five key stretches that would always bring about a good result quite quick. You know, um, I remember of my own rehabilitation, you know, I, I'd been given, I want to say 15 or 20 stretches, like a lot of stuff to do, right? Now, I went, I went away and did it. That's me, okay? But giving that to a normal person, it's just too much. They're not going to do it, right? You've got to give it in, in bite-sized chunks. And working with general population, I started to see that, there was a handful of these stretches and activities that you could give to somebody that would actually bring, I wouldn't say almost instant relief, but usually within a week or 10 days, they would start to feel better. Right. And that's, you know, you want to see a result, right? You want to see something getting better. So it probably took, I mean, the course, I mean, I started the course last year, um, but what's in the course I've been doing probably for about two years before that with clients anyway. And I would say to kind of to, bring it all together you know I remember sitting down because I was getting quite a lot of referrals from this particular neurologist and I was like I was looking at okay what's everybody getting what am I giving them all it's like okay they're getting this they're getting this it's like, oh, interesting and then I was because I, I didn't when they came to see me I don't want to spend you know two hours with a person I want to obviously spend enough time to understand the problem and go away but I was trying to put everything as as much you know, uh, good value as possible into that time that we had together. Obviously, they would come back and see me another time, but 
to go away that first session and have stuff that actually would work. So they probably took me a few months to actually put all this in working, you know, and then you actually give it to people, you know, and then you start getting some feedback and then, oh, you remove this, you, you drop that exercise, you add this one. So I would say probably two or three months to develop it and then a few months to tweak it. And then, as I said, I've been running it uh, with people for a couple of years now, you know, when I do them one-to-one and then obviously online, it's the same system online where they can purchase it as well. Same idea. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> Let's say that. Right. I, it, it sounds like, um, you know, just as much as you were, you know, driven and motivated to probably do this professionally, it sounds like this was especially, you know, a, a, a passion project of yours. To, <clears throat> yeah, it's because I've seen too many people, I haven't seen the wrong thing, but I mean, I mean, I touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but you know, you hear me sighing a little bit here because I'm trying to find the right words not to piss anybody off. So depending on your, depending on your physiotherapist's education, and this is, this can be the same for doctors actually as well. I mean, I'm not, I'm going to throw some mud here. If your particular medical practitioner has a real interest in their profession, they will constantly be looking to improve themselves and to learn, right? Um, if your practitioner has done their four or five or six years and they never look at a book again, they're always going to give you what they learned back in college. They're not going to think outside the box. They're not going to keep up to date with, you know, what's new, what's, what's working, what's not working. And sadly, you know, that's what a lot of people receive, you know, when they go for their physiotherapy. Um, I'll give you one very daft example just to highlight this. So I had a friend of mine, he's a policeman, um, and he was on traffic duty for a couple of years. He was, you know, he was in the in the the uh the kind of speeding crew, like you know, chasing the speeding drivers and stuff like that in the UK. He had a bad knee, he'd injured his knee doing something, and he was going to physiotherapy. I think he had, I don't know, say 12 or 14 sessions, I can't remember. But he was it was still hurting him. <clears throat> and I said, Dave, I said, you know, what was the physio? Oh, I'm going to physiotherapy twice a week. Oh, okay, fine. And, you know, we met up and stuff. And I goes like, well, you're still on traffic. He's yeah, I'm still on traffic duty. It's like, okay, so you're in the car all day, but he gets in and out of the car all day, right? And I said, well, how often do you get in and out of the car? And he goes, ah, pff, I don't know, maybe 12, 14 times a day, right? A lot, you know, a couple of times an hour sometimes because they're stopping people back in the car, stop somebody else back in the car. <clears throat> and I said, show me how you get in the car. And what he was doing, he was twisting his knee getting in and out of the car getting any like sort of bend and twist it around and then same when he got out and I said you're probably putting stress on that injured area all the time like every day 14 15 16 times a day I want you to change how you get in the car so I said look I just want you it sounds really daft so I want you to you know go backwards to the car open the door sit your bottom on the, on the seat and then swing your legs in so you never actually do any twisting of your knee like, okay he did that for like three four days and knee pain went away and what it was, it was because when you've got um, an injury and you do, that would be called micro stress, the injury, it never heals because there's this little bit of micro stress keeps hitting it continually throughout the day and it just never quite heals properly. And <clears throat> he's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I was like, it's not, it's just, I, I just thought about what you do in your daily life. When you come to physio sometimes, they just treat you or the doctor, they treat you there and then for your symptom or your issue. But they don't realize that 
you do, I don't know, you, you work down the coal mine or you have a really heavy, you know, labor job or something, right? Stuff which will always affect your body in some way. And unless you change that, the issue is not going to go away, right? right? So, you know, what I said, the whole point with the course as well is just like, it was trying to create something which did actually bring in things like people's posture, how they move. Because as I said, you can have the best physiotherapy program in the world, but if for a hundred odd hours of the week, you're bending and twisting incorrectly, you're never going to heal. You know, the whole passion part comes a lot from the frustration of seeing people being failed by their physiotherapy program or their rehabilitation program, whatever. So I was like, look, I want to change that in some way, right? And give advice that actually works in the real world. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, that's 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 really, really good. Um so as far as the program goes, um mm-hmm. in your in your own words, um, you know, what would you say this program is and what would you say it isn't? Okay. So it's 21 days and this it's initially it's I would call it the first step, right? It's it's somebody who is you know they've been to physiotherapy, they've been to chiropractor, they've been to a lot of different modalities. They're not seeing any improvement. You know they've been on these machines that you pay thousands of dollars for, and it hangs you upside down, and it pulls you this way, and it pulls you that way, right? <clears throat> and this program is designed to take any of those people with a herniated disc, a bulging disc, um, sciatic nerve pain. To where they are at that time with their pain and within 21 days to reduce that pain significantly significantly enough that you can actually start to build some proper strength and actually get your life back you know um it's not uh basically a quick fix program <clears throat> in that there is work to be done and the person has to put the work in right you know it's this the old adage about you get what you put in right it's like mm-hmm. you know we all we all like to have quick fixes nowadays we all like to have stuff done yesterday right the problem or the issue very often with lower back issues they happened over the course of many many years it's what we call accumulative load injuries and to reverse those injuries you have to put the work in to kind of reverse some of the postural changes that may have happened in that time so it does require time but however the time is minimal i mean I, i've got this down to, i think your longest day is i think the last sort of three four days of the course it's roughly 22 minutes that's all i ask of the person to do in the day um it starts off with like 10 minutes at max you know and we, we build very gradually um through the day um so it's definitely a program that is designed to to take somebody who is in a bad way and to get them to a much better stage and then from that stage we can step on and build them you know even better um the one thing people must understand and i i know this myself is if you have if you've got nerve issues like i, I do not promise to solve everybody's you know herniated bulging this problem uh because there are issues which will require surgery there's no way around it you know if the person has got bowel issue problems if they've got urinary problems where the nerves are so um, affected that they're having trouble, you know, by basically uh, going to the bathroom. If their leg is completely numb, then that's very often the case. You've got to get surgery quickly because the nerve may be com- completely damaged, right? Mm-hmm. But if if that is the case, then you're most likely going to be up for surgery already. So you wouldn't be a candidate for this course anyway for that. But if you're somebody who, you know, it's 
you've had this injury for, you know, could be a year, could be six months, could be three months, and it's just not getting better, then this is the people that's, that really would benefit from doing this. Because nine times out of 10, I've met those people and I've asked them the questions and I'm, I just kind of slap my forehead and go, oh my God, like you're not doing this, you're not doing this. Your physio told you to do that. They didn't tell you to do this. Um, so it's, it's for those people who, you know, they've tried a lot of different methods um, and they still haven't found a solution to to get them there, then I say I guarantee, I I'd 99% guarantee that this will get them to a much better place than they are right now. But, you know, but as I said, <clears throat> it isn't going to happen overnight. You know, some people, don't get me wrong, some people do get results within a week. You know, I'm not, I'm not lying when I say that, but I've had people who have had results very quickly. But generally, 21 days, that's the kind of time frame it needs for the body to start making some changes, start to get some relief. So that's why, you know, I didn't make it a seven day or a 14, I made it 21 days. Because I can confidently say that within that 21 days, you will see significant reduction in your pain, the ability to do more, um, which is what we want, right? We want to get our lives back if we're in this, you know, um, serious condition. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I think for most people, you know, who are suffering from this kind of pain, their most important goal is to be able to get, you know, to be able to get their life back, um, you know, at least part, at least partially toward where they were before this all started to happen to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think at the same time, unfortunately, in this, you know, in this age of, you know, social media, <laughs> internet, instant gratification. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately there, I think there are a lot of people who, you know, sometimes expect to just get things, you know, just instantly without um, really having to do a lot to get it. And I know. I know. <laughs> unfortunately. It doesn't um, work like that. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the real world does not work that way, you know? So um, I know. I know it's, you know, I mean, I could have got surgery, you know, when I was there, um, one of the guys, oh yeah, I know doctor so-and-so can get you next week, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, nah, cause you know, I'd read the literature. I was like, nah, no, it's not for me, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, but some people do it because they want, they want to get instant relief. They, they don't want to deal with the pain. They don't want to deal with the discomfort. They don't realize they're going to be potentially in worse situations six months down the line, but they go for it, you know. Right. Um, and as as you said, it's it's a sad fact of modern life is people want this instant relief, right? Mm-hmm. Without putting the work in, right? No, exactly. Now, for anyone you know, anyone who's out there suffering from a herniated or a bulging disc what would you say is the most important thing for them to, you know, to remember or, or to understand? <clears throat> yeah. So basically when you do have a bulging or herniated disc, well, you have to know that it doesn't actually mean that you're going to have pain, right? Because there's quite a famous study they before, there's a couple of studies there, but there was a famous one, I think it was back in the nineties where they took a random sample of people off the street, you know, did the, the, uh, MRIs, magnetic resonance imaging on them. And they asked them, you know, do you have any back pain? Do you not have any back pain? Blah, blah, blah. And they found, you know, there's like half these people, they just randomly picked off the street, different ages, had herniated or bulging discs, but no pain, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was other people who did have back pain, but had no herniated or bulging discs, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that your pain is actually caused by 
the herniated or bulging disc. Um, I, I, you know, doctors, again, not all doctors, but some doctors, they will overuse that particular tool instead of actually asking the client, hey, you know, where's your pain? You know, they'll do some tests on their, on their nerves. And the MRI is basically like the icing on the cake. Actually, it kind of cements the, the overall um, diagnosis. But in many, many cases, you can have bulging herniated discs, but no pain. However, if you are suffering from, you know, pain and you've got a herniated disc and it is, that is the root cause of your issue, basically in up to 90% of cases, they resolve within six months themselves. Um, the disc can, with the correct physiotherapy, the correct exercise, the correct stretching, the disc is able to reabsorb um, back into the space. So between your, your bony vertebrae, again, um, it is possible that it's easier the younger you are. That's just a fact of life. Unfortunately, as we get older, it takes everything takes a bit longer. But yeah, with the correct program, if you don't do anything and you leave it, there is the potential that it will get worse, especially if you don't change your, your movement patterns, how you lift heavy objects, etc. cetera. Um, you may have to slow down your life a little bit as you're rehabilitating and getting yourself better because you want to give um, give the body a chance to heal, right? And that requires rest and, and such and doing your, your exercise program. So, you know, sort of important things to understand, it's not, it's not going to be that, it's not the end of the world, right? Unless it is causing significant, you know, nerve issues. It is very much recoverable. You know, you can definitely come back for it. You will have to understand, you will need to slow down a bit, right? Just so you can actually get the rehabilitation in, get the work done, to bring yourself back. And I've known so many people, myself included, that if you are thinking, oh no, this is the end of my, you know, my, my career as a sports person, as a recreational golfer, as a recreational tennis player, it's not. Okay. Basically, if you put a good four to six months of, of work in, you know, that's from scratch, going to your physio, the gym, et cetera, getting yourself stronger again, there's no reason why, as I said, Nenips and people can't return to their sports and activities as they were before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not in the world, but it is something serious that you have to, you know, treat and be aware of uh, to get you back to that position again. Definitely. Yeah. Right. You know, the, the, you know, so this approach obviously relies on, you know, really putting in the time, putting in the effort and, you know, doing, you know, doing some, doing the right activities to, <laughs> To, you know, to begin to incite some sort of change um, in the body, positive change yep. in the body. You know, I guess depending on, you know, the medical professional, you know, you, you might go to, you know, when you suffer from back pain, depending on the professional you see that might have an impact on what's, you know, what, what's going to be done. Is, is there anything that you'd um, like for people to, you know, really maybe maybe something you hope more people would understand about you know medical professionals and and seeing them you know j just the whole process yeah i mean obviously you know i lived in the us for 6 years i basically knew a lot of doctors you know um on a very very you know informal basis and <clears throat> you know they would tell me kind of behind the scenes, if you will, what was going on with the insurance companies and their profession and, you know, liability insurance and all the things that they have to be so careful of nowadays, you know, depending what your what your practice is. And <clears throat> one of the things that we as a 
we call ourselves a customer, right, or a patient of these people don't consider is, you know, doctors, hospitals, they're under pressure, right, because they're, they're run as businesses to some degree. And, you know, there'll be quite often a time limit put on your time with that with that particular doctor when you're going to see them. So, you know, they will, if you come in and you say, look, I've got this issue, right? Okay, let's, you go for the scan. The scan comes back. It says whatever. He's maybe got 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, maybe even less with you. Um, and you want to talk about all the things that you've got to say, right? You want to ask him all these questions. But <clears throat> he's on the clock. And that's just part of the pressure they're under is, you know, they want to be seeing X amount of people in a certain amount of time because he may have to go and do surgery somewhere else in a different hospital. That often happens as well. Um, I would say though, for anybody, you should always, always, you know, get a second opinion with regards to, you know, going to different doctors. And that goes for anybody in any part of the world that's listening. Um, One thing you have to understand is a surgeon. So an orthopedic surgeon, his job is cutting people open, right? Fixing bones, tendons, ligaments, whatever. If that was my job, I'd want to do my job, right? Which I'd spent six years and, you know, specializing to learn how to do. So if somebody says to you, oh, yeah, you need an an operation, right? And that's the surgeon. Go and speak to somebody else. Don't just take the first piece of advice you get from a doctor, right? Especially when it comes to surgery. Because, again, I was told we we trained this orthopedic surgeon. He was the head head of orthopedics at this particular surgery. And he says, Colin? Never let anybody come at you with a scalpel, right? This was him. This was what he does. And he's saying, you know, don't let anybody come at you with a scalpel. And then he also said to me, if it's meant to be in the body, it should stay in the body, right? So this was a surgeon who that was his job, but he was, he was an older chap. And he's like, look, you know, unless it's cancer, unless it's something really, really bad, leave it in the body because it's meant to be in the body for a reason, right? So definitely when people do speak to medical professionals, you know, understand that, part of their job is doing what they train to do right and it's always good when it comes to going under the knife you know getting an aesthetic you want to get a second opinion you want to make sure it's the right course of action and you want to make sure you exhaust all the possibilities before you before you go that route you know um but i know europe and the us especially recently there's been a lot of people have left the medical profession so they're definitely understaffed you know, across many different areas, be it nursing, be it, you know, frontline doctors, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, you're getting less time with your, you know, with your medical professional. They're under stress because they're, you know, having to work longer hours to cover the shifts. And I said, that's pretty much across Europe and, you know, North America. That's the same in both sides of the Atlantic right now. I've, I've known that from friends in the industry. Um, so, you know, be, be patient with them. <laughs> You know, we've all got problems, you know, uh, but, um, but as I say, don't, don't be afraid to get second opinions, you know, and, and especially when it comes to somebody who's going to, wants to cut you open, right. Definitely get a second opinion on that one. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So Colin, are there any uh, special initiatives that you have underway that you'd like to mention? Um, Nothing at the minute. I mean, I just, I did a, um, I quite liked the, what's the reason I did the podcast? There's a group that I did a podcast for, um, they're called spinehealth.org. Now I'm not affiliated with it, hands up, I'm not affiliated with those guys um, in any way, but I do support what they do. They're very, very conservative when it comes to spine treatment, you know, back health. 
they do a variety of podcasts and talks with different doctors. They do a lot of you know blog articles and stuff like that. They're very good. They, they've they've garnered quite a big following. Um, it's the sort of thing that you know I'd like to maybe do more with. I said, look, you know, can I maybe do a guest blog or something like that as well? Because I like what you're doing. I support what you're doing. You know, they're very much you know avoid surgery at all costs. Kind of you know my methodology as well. But that's as I say, I've I've not you know I've got my YouTube channel and stuff. I'm trying to you know get get stories out there get the get the um the word out there as well but myself personally i'm not involved directly uh with anything right now but um that's not to say it's not going to happen in the future okay okay and where can people learn more about more about your course and about you and about sure. your story yeah, so you can go to my website. It's www.bashbackpain.com forward slash course. And that's the, the course uh, page there. It talks about the course, what's involved, how long it takes, um, you know, what to expect out of it. Um, on the same website, you can actually go to the uh, About Me section or My Story, and it, it tells you the full story of, you know, my injury, my recovery, you know, how I was feeling at the time and where I where I got to, basically, because, you know, this is not been the only injury that I have suffered in my career. Um, I've had loads of other issues uh, with <laughs> joints of my body falling apart, basically, but I'm still here and um, I can still do everything I want to do. So I've, I've brought myself back quite a few times, actually, from not getting surgery, knee meniscus, hips, my neck. I've got some I've got some disc issues there as well. But, you know, all pain-free, I've managed to, you know, strengthen myself up enough, get mobile enough. Uh, and I talk a little bit about it in my story um, on the website. And um, yeah, you can go check out my, I've got a YouTube channel, which is, I've got a lot of good stuff on there as well. If you don't like reading, um, you can go, it's basically Bash Back Pain. If you search that in YouTube, um, just put all the words together, Bash Back Pain, you'll find the channel. And I actually talk about my story on there, my recovery story. Uh, it's a, a three parts I broke it into. And you can listen to that on the go as well. And there's a lot of good stuff, I've got exercises for your core, upper body work, lower body work for coming back from back pain or even even post-surgery as well uh, because you need to get stronger after surgery. So I put all on that um, on there as well. So that's the, the two main hubs is the website and the YouTube channel that I use um, to, get, to get the word out there basically. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Well, that sounds very good. Colin, um, that's pretty much all I had for you. Um, I, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today. Sure, Tyrone. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate having me on. It was great. I really like to talk about it and get this get this story out there, you know. All right. This concludes my episode with Colin McGregor. I hope you guys got a lot out of it because there was definitely a lot of valuable information there, especially for those who either they themselves are suffering from severe lower back pain, or maybe they know someone who's, um, maybe they have a loved one who's suffering from severe lower back pain. So, um, you know, I hope you guys got something out of this. And as always, if you get the chance, feel free to subscribe, feel free to give it a rating, um, whatever you think the show deserves. And, um, with that, I have nothing more to add. So, have a great day, everyone.